Hi, and welcome to our staff devotion. Um, hey, we are going to start preparation for our new series, the first series that we're going to be running when we move into Lexton. Um, and it will also be the last home group series for the year. Uh, as you know, we uh, have swapped out the Household of Faith series uh, because we are postponing the book to next year. And so this is kind of a, a stand-in. However, we still want to achieve in every year uh, a systematic look at the core values of Household of Faith. So then we are every year talking, just like we every year we'll do a generation series to ensure that we're a multi-generational church. Every year we will do a series around Household of Faith just to make sure that we are um, constantly reminding everybody about Household of Faith. Um, I think it's particularly significant because it's also the first series that we are going into... Lexton with and so we'll have a lot of new visitors a bunch of people checking us out um, And I think if you're ever going to look back at something you'll look back at what we did when we first arrived uh, at Lexton so uh, for all those Reasons it's probably a significant series. Uh, I'm going to be doing the bulk of the prep during uh, My trip to Europe as well as preparing revelations for next year um, but this is to sort of give everybody a heads up. Megan will be doing some reading and uh, research while I'm gone as well. And then uh, I guess we will just keep this as an ongoing discussion. So uh, it's been through several iterations. I'm keen on doing a series that looks uh, at goodness. And so what, again, I'm going to change the name. Because I'm doing one more prep. It might even change by the time we get back, but hopefully this will stay. So I was going to call it, oh my goodness, but I think it's probably too trivial sounding a uh, series title for the first one that we come back to. And then, you know, like you, you, you get to FGA, it's our new premise, and you go, OMG, written on the big screen over there. And then, like, I mean, it's fun and maybe it's memorable, but I don't think it... It, it hits the gravitas of, of what we're trying to do. Anyway, yeah. we're going to anchor on Psalms 23. And um, so here's the potential title of, of a chat. And so I'm going to run through the whole thing and then we're going to discuss it. So what I've got currently as the title is, So, what's good? So, what's good? Or so, what's good? Um, and it's Psalms 23. And here's the brief write-up. Everyone wants to know if something is gonna be good, right? From builders to the build your house, through to food that you eat, uh, right? You wanna know, like if you're gonna go take a trip for a holiday, you're gonna to go, to, you, you wanna know if you're gonna buy a laptop, hey, is it gonna be good? Because money, time, energy, and even your life is gonna be spent and you can't get it back. You can't, you can't build that house again with somebody else, you can't, you can't get the money back that you, you, uh, you spend on your laptop, you're not going to get the lives that you spent with your, your girlfriend or your wife back again. And so, so what's, what's good is that question that we're always asking. Hey, what is good? What is good? What is good? Is it good? Is it good? Is it not good? Like, should I be doing this? Should I be investing my life in this? And so, so what we do is we look at reviews. We ask experts. More and more, we're asking our friends, right? We're, we're basing things on our, 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 our feelings and, and marketing is pitching us on all these types of things to say, hey, this is good. This is good. Because look at this picture of a lady jumping around, having fun. Clearly my product is good, right? So if all of these, but if you look at that past, that kind of veneer, what it, do our friends really know what's good in life? <coughs> do, do these reviewers really know what's good. And so in Genesis, which is the book that we're doing for this whole year, Genesis is a book about how God is good. And then he makes creation and says creation is good. And then he makes us in the image of God. And he says it's very good. Then the first chance we get to review anything, the first time we get to go, oh, let's see if this is good or not good. We pick the wrong reviewer because... The forbidden fruit looks good. In Genesis it says, it looks good to the eyes. It's pleasing to, to see, right? Then we, we ask the serpent or whatever it is for consultation. Or maybe we, we look to our peers and, and Adam trusts his wife's <laughs> review 
or, or whatever it is, right? And so we all, we, we all look around. None of us asking God what's actually good. That whole scenario, whether we're talking to the serpent, whether we're reviewing it based on its properties to the eyes, whether we're asking our loved ones, like our wives or whatever it is, what's missing from the equation is the asking God, hey, what's good? Um, and so that's why we are looking at Psalms 23, because I think a pivotal question in today's age of fake news, hypermarketing, social media reviews, uh, Uber Eat reviews, whatever else it is, right? It, the, the, the question on everybody's lips is, hey, what's good? What's good to eat? What's a good church to go to? What's a good house to build? What's a good place to stay in? What's a good pet to, to have in the, you know, right? What's a good dog that doesn't shed, shed or whatever it is? So we're always asking, what's good, what's good, what's good? And I, I think we're being misled. I think we're being misled wholesale and we're being pushed things that supposedly are good, that look good, that are being reviewed as good. Our friends say they're good, right? Uh, but they're not good. And so let's, I'm just going to read in that, with that as a context, I'm going to read uh, a Hebrew tr- literal translation of Psalm 23. Because one way that you could interpret Psalm 23 is God is my satisfaction. God is the thing that is good in my life. He guides me. He tells me what's good. He leads me. He protects me. He corrects me. He, he guides me. In his house, I want to dwell. Right? And so, by anchoring in at the first series that we move in as a church, we're basically trying to say, God is good. God is good. One, the first day that we move in, which will be the title of this, the first sermon that we have there, is God is good. Great. God is good. We just moved into this new place. We're like, mm. there's what, a lot. What, what is the series called again? So, what's it's good? Not the not generation series. No, this is after the generation series. After the storehouse series. So we're, we're preparing for two series ahead. But, the, I mean, the title may, may change, but I'm thinking it's like a, we do like a, it's like a question or a, a text. Somebody sends somebody another text or, or you're doing like an online review. You're doing like a, one of these Google reviews or Uber reviews or whatever it is, right? Huh? Like Zomato. Like a Zomato review. Like a Zomato. Exactly. Like a Zomato food review. So what's good? Right? You, you, you finish church service, you're going for lunch. So, so what's good? It's a Box Hill, good place to eat. The food court, really nice. What's good over there? Like what's good? So the, the, the whole idea of naming the series, the name might change. But at the moment, I'm kind of landing on this. Hey, so what's good? And then up on our stage will be the first stage that we ever deco, <coughs> right? Are all these options of different things that, uh, that, uh, that the world says is good, right? Or we could even do it like put grass on our stage and we could have a table of food, fake food maybe, right? Because in Psalm 23 is that imagery of he prepares this table of things that are good. There's a table of things that are good in the midst of all things that are bad. I mean, one way to sort of see table in the midst of my enemies is in this world where there's all these crappy choices of, they call enemies because they, they aim to destroy you. They aim to suck life out of you, they, right? But here's this table of good that the Lord has in the midst of your enemies. So we could, as our first deco, have a table with food, right? And then Don't put coke on it. Don't put coke on it. Put like healthy food. Maybe there's all this like acai things and then there's like quinoa, whatever uh-huh. stuff. There's superfoods everywhere, whatever, right? <laughs> Later down the road, it might tell you it's bad. Yeah, I know, exactly. Exactly. And then, so you got this, I imagine that we've got this table, maybe some grass, fake grass on our stage a little bit, right? And then a big question above it with some amazing graphic design. I so, saw, what's I good? This church they did four hours ago this morning, they did like a series type. It's like, okay, God, what? Like, we could change it to, like, instead of what's next, we'll be like, what's good? Yeah. I'm listening. Yeah, like, something like that. Kind of things, like, yeah. So, anyway, we can, we can talk about the theming and stuff. We actually got a lot of time because this is the series that we're running in October. October. Right? Is so, it definite that we will... 
Yes. So we'll discuss the likelihood of moving and everything. But October is a very safe day. We don't have that much time. That's time we only have time. August and September is going to pass over. Okay. We're not telling everybody that. We're, anybody who's listening to this is preparing right now. Okay. So let me read uh, a good Hebrew sort of more on the literal side translation of Psalm 23. But listen to it with the lens of, hey, how do I tell what's good? How do I know what's good in life for me? What's a good thing for me to do today with my time? What's good for me to do with my talents and invest my life in what's good, what's good? Right? So what's good? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Or I shall lack nothing. In grassy meadows, he will make me lie down. Beside placid waters, he will lead me. He will refresh my soul. He will lead me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. And even though I walk in the valley of death's shadow, I will fear no evil because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they shall comfort me. You will spread a table for me before my enemies or in the midst of my enemies you have anointed my head with oil my cup is full or my cup overflows <coughs> surely goodness and has said so tov and has said surely goodness and loving kindness shall pursue me all the days of my life and i shall dwell again in the house of the lord for days without end or forever, or loud, for eternity. So, I think I'm going to try and use that as the anchor for the definition of, hey, what, what, what is good? Because, um, so, the, in terms of Sunday services, what I'm thinking is, the first service is God is good. It's the launch, right? So, hey, so what's good? God is good. Anyway, that message can't be very long. That, 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 that first message coming up, we have a lot of formalities to get through, right? And it's the big packed out. It's, nobody's going to sit down for a 15-minute theological That's not the opening ceremony. That's the opening ceremony. Is it? Yeah. So, Combined Sunday service. That's it. So we'll discuss the exact launch of it later, right? But even if it's an opening ceremony, somebody needs to say something. It needs to have some... L- level of things. So I'm just thinking it's the intro to Psalms 23, right? And broadly, we're proclaiming that God is good. It's broadly a Thanksgiving service. Broadly, it, it kicks us off into Psalms 23, right? Um, so it, it doesn't really get into the meat of Psalms 23 just yet. Then the first week after is I shall not want, which is F, evangelism. That God is our Savior. Right? So, uh, what I really like, Willow did a thing on, I don't know if you still follow Willow's messages. Um, kind of. <laughs> they did a thing on Psalm 23 a while back. But what I like about uh, that one, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Right? Is a lot of people think if you become a Christian, like, so we're talking about evangelism, we're talking about being saved, God being our savior, right? A lot of people think, if I become a Christian, God's going to solve my problems. He's going to give me uh, many, many, many physical blessings, or he's going to do that, right? But, and so then I will have no want. I want for nothing. God is my shepherd. I'll have everything. I will lack nothing. But that's not what it means. Because <coughs> what do you get when you become a Christian? Do you know what you get? The only thing you get is Jesus. <laughs> That's what you get. You get Jesus. You're like, oh, I got Jesus. The Lord of my shall, I shall not want. You get Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Jesus who's connected to God, who has sent us the Holy Spirit. Jesus who is still, God who is still with us, right? Jesus who's conquered life from the grave, right? You get, but you get Jesus. And so we can do a little bit of a gospel message. But it's also how it, I'm hoping that that one I shall not want 
is a shifting of our consumer lens. Because we have more and more things in this world today than ever before, yet we are the least happy with stuff. So is salvation, if you have the lens of, I'm, I'm going to be saved so then I shall not want, does that mean that you're going to have all the things that you want with the new... No, it doesn't. Because pretty much the only thing you get is Jesus. <laughs> Could it be that this not one means yes. not be in want? Not That's right, not lacking anything. Not, not having a lack. <coughs> not uh, being contented. Yeah, being contented. That's right, it is. It's all about satisfaction and contentment. So it's about finding your contentment in God. It's finding your contentment in God. But what, what happens is, so what we're trying to do is we're trying to shift. I shall not want. We're trying to shift the things that make us content. Because there's a lot of people who even run around churches... And they're not going to be content in life yeah. if the kid doesn't get to Melbourne University, the best university that Australia has to offer. <laughs> I just lost my audience. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of people who run around and they're just not going to be content in life. But the big surprise about the gospel message is that in salvation, we get Jesus. That's, that's the only thing that's really promised. And then with Jesus comes all these other stuff. But we have to find our contentment in the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. A way to translate that is, I only want the Lord my shepherd. Is that even going to be good enough? That's how off our lens could be. If I say, the Lord is shepherd, that's all you need. <laughs> Which is basically another way to that another way to translate that verse is the Lord is your shepherd, that's all you need. Is that even gonna be enough for us? For the average person that rocks up. And so we're gonna try and reframe that lens a little bit. Because we now have an epidemic of not understanding <coughs> what's good. This is good. Okay. So anyway, so the first one is you get Jesus, right? The F. It's a we're faithful to the mission, so we're doing an evangelistic message. Second, we're going to go into our um, A, active and personally involved. Right? So we're going to go into the activity part of Psalm 23. Most people nowadays, maybe bar the one-year-old kid or, you know, um, the super retired person who watches TV all day, right? But most people now, um, have too many too many things going on, and then too many notifications of, uh, and, and and we can't even when you're resting, you're you can't really rest because you're, I don't know, like you're playing emoji bits when you're trying to rest, but it's like so frenetic that you can't really rest, right? Or or or, or some people they rest, they're like exercising, or they're I don't know whatever it is, right? So um, that's what I think. The um, verse 2 has a lot of power in it. it and it's, I think it's brought out in the Hebrew translation. So in grassy, meadow, in grassy meadows, he will make me lie down. So there's a, there's a thing about the shepherd who leads or forces a sheep. The sheep, if you lead them to choose themselves. So if you ask a sheep, hey, what's good? So what's good, sheep? What do you think you should do, sheep? Where do you want to go? The, the sheep are going to find the grassy meadows. In fact, if you look at the plains um, in that area, you, you, you don't actually see lots of the green... You don't look around and see green grass everywhere. It's all, not like it's, the English meadows. It's not like the English meadows. Like, who needs to lead those sheep to grassy meadows? There's grassy meadows left, right, and center, right? The, the picture in the Middle East, in, especially yeah. in the area that, that's being talked about here, is actually mostly desert, mostly things that will just kill you. You could go to an entire area where there's no grass and wander and wander around. Like maybe all of Facebook and wander and wander or all of gaming world and wander and wander and find no green grass. So what it comes out from the text here is that the shepherd makes you he says, you, you, you don't go there. If you want me to be your shepherd, you're going here. So 
in grassy meadows, he will make you, and then he makes you lie down. He's like, we're not walking past. We're not, you're not, while you're playing your games or you're doing your stuff or you're like, you're just going to sit there. You're going to stay there for a while. And then it repeats that because it's the, the Hebrew the duality, right? So in grassy meadows, he will make you lie down. Then the flip side of that is beside placid waters or refreshing streams or, or still waters or whatever it is, right? Beside placid waters, he will lead me. They both say the same thing. They're the, that's the Hebrew, like they say the same thing in two different ways, uh, right? So it's either, the main theme is he forces you to the grassy meadows or he leads you to the refreshing waters. The placid, the still waters or whatever it is. Right? Because these are things that sheep need. Grass to eat and water to drink. That means God knows what's good for you. Is basically what and he's gonna lead you there. He's gonna he's gonna make you go there, right? So then we're gonna spend I think some time talking about hyperactivity. That frenetic, hey, this is good, this is good. I need Oh, it's good for my, my, my kids to do tuition. Then they have to do tennis lessons. They have to do swimming lessons. Everybody does violin and piano. They have to do, they have to, good, 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 good activities, good activities, good activities. You're not lying down. You're not spending any extended amount of time in the good meadow, in the green meadow. You're running around all these other things that, that, that the sheep have chosen themselves. Right? So that's, Session two. Session three, and I know I'm going pretty quick through this, but we'll have a, a bit of a discussion. Uh, session three goes into our pastoral care section. So it's I, intimate, intimate relationally, right? Now, what's tricky about this passage, and I mean, obviously I retrofitted F-A-I-T-H into the top 23, right? But what's tricky about this passage is it's a very individualistic passage. But sheep... Move as a herd. No shepherd has one sheep. Like, that's just not... You'll go out of business. Because, one, it's not going to reproduce. Right? And then, two, by the time you kill it, you have nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, you, the, the, the way to view the shepherd and the sheep is as a, as a congregation, like, as, a, as a thing, right? But it's a very individualistic passage. Right? So, it goes... He will refresh my soul. He will lead me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Even though I walk in the valley of death's shadow, I will fear no evil. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, straddle three and four a little bit for the pastoral series. And then we're going to talk about how God is your comfort in very difficult times. The pastoral care that God provides you. Right? Who do you turn to for your comfort? I'll tell you, you can eat for your comfort. There's comfort food. You can watch movies for your comfort. You can go to Disney World for your comfort. And none of them are the way that God can comfort you. Right? None of them can prepare you for the valley of the shadow of death. Because who's conquered death? It, I mean, I'm just shortening it. But we're going we're gonna to do an exploration into the comfort that God can provide. Okay, then we go into T, teachable and discipleship, and we're talking about discipline and discipleship. So God as a shepherd is not just your comforter and your best friend who comes next to you and walks by the shadow of death. He's also got the rod and the staff. He's got that rod and the staff. It fights enemies for you, but it also, it, <laughs> the, the staff has this hook. It hooks around the neck <laughs> of the sheep. Like, it's pretty correctional. Like the staff, I don't know if you've ever seen the actual thing. It, uh, it's got this hook at the end. So the idea is that God is your discipliner as well. That discipline is good for you. That God correcting you and, and is a good thing. Right? I know the, uh, the mm -hmm. English shepherd image has the hook. Right? Yes. But what about the Hebrew? No, it's just a stick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they were very simple back then. But what I mean is, but the intent is the same. The, the rod and the staff, right? The rod and the staff, the rod is primarily to, uh, from what I've studied, 
the rod is primarily to fend off enemies, but the staff is for the sheep, yeah. and it's to like guide, it's to prod them along, and like, yeah. hey, don't go here, don't go there, go there. right, and then disciplinary. It's disciplinary. It's kind of disciplinary, right? Um, and then it's evolved in the, the the typical image of it to have that hook around. It's the same function. It's still the shepherd is trying to lead and guide and discipline yeah. the sheep. And then it's evolved to take that shape where it can like go around your neck and then lead and guide you. But that's kind of the intent. Are they two different things? The rod and the staff? Yeah, they have two different functions. And they, look, they look different. They're two different. Yeah, they look kind of different. One of them is like curved. Right? Yeah, so they, like, there's different versions. So right. you're never going to see like the definitive one right, version, right. right? I think maybe the one stick serves two functions. They right. carry two. From, from what I, yeah, they carry two. Normally. They carry two. Oh, they carry two. They carry two. From what oh, I like, read so uh, that is right. about three commentaries, okay. and they all say that a typical shepherd carries <laughs> two weapons or two tools in his arsenal. In his arsenal. Right? right? Like, one is to defend against yeah. other uh, so one is for the attack and one is for the correction but the idea of him saying you're running you start to come at me is basically to say because in this environment when you have a shepherd metaphor everyone in the audience knows what they're talking about because yeah. it's a it's a agriculture like uh, agriculture is like a normal part of their life they Right, so basically, all all your tools, God, like the the rod and stuff. That's all that, that right? They are they um uh they're 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 aimed to guide and lead me to disciple me to yeah, it's kind of that image, right? So um so but then I'm gonna combine it in with verse five. So I think I'm gonna do. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they shall comfort me. You will spread a table for me before my enemies. Right? I'm going to combo those two. Uh, they, they follow one after another. The idea is that God is trying to lead you to choose good food. <coughs> to this table, this good table, a, a spread out good table in the midst of your enemies. I mean, don't go where the enemies are. Go to this table where it's... So what would typically happen uh, is even in, um, in these battles when, 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 the, when um, sort of the army is in, in enemy territory, right? They still have to eat. They still have to make a camp somewhere. They still have to rest, right? But where the food is, that's heavily guarded and heavily protected. So then when they downtime and they sleep, when they eat, when they're having a rest right that's the safe place that's where you want to be so it's the um so the i want to kind of it's a little bit of a long line i guess but i want to link it in with discipleship that god disciplines us he disciples us we're supposed to be teachable in discipleship right because he's trying to say you don't know what's good for you let me educate you on what's good and by educate I mean correct you with the rod and stuff is <laughs> basically the imagery that's used but to the good food table something like that <clears throat> anyway we can have a discussion about it because it's in October and we're kind of in the planning phase then I want to end with the prophetic so H is our holy and set apart so I want to end with you have anointed my head. So the prophetic language kicks in now. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and loving kindness shall pursue me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell again in the house of the Lord forever. So you see how God is, I guess, anointing. So you're, you're being set apart. You're, you've got the anointing on you, right? Um, but you're being prepared to be in God's house, to be in His presence. And actually, there's an inclusio in that path. In, so poetically, it's book-ended. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Book-ended with, then I'm just, He's all I need. I'm going to stay in His house forever. But does the house 
include community. Yeah, God's community. that's right. That word God's, house, yeah. that word house means household. Yeah. So that word is the same word in the, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Right. Yeah, that exactly. So it could also mean our church. Yeah. It could mean our household of faith. It can, it's all where of those where His presence is. Exactly. So then we anchor. So then it's the series that covers us in this new church as a new church building, but also with us as a new church in Rock Hill. And so you're dwelling in this house of the Lord forever. This place that has green pastures, still waters, that refreshes your soul, that, you, that disciples you up, right? All of that, the house of the Lord. So anyway, that's kind of like a, a quick summary of the broadly of the series. Now, it's going to be fleshed out a lot more as we go. But I wanted to have a little bit of a discussion uh, around like things that you might want to add or what we're kind of missing. Or maybe the line is drawn a little bit too long. Because I, I did want to... A couple of things I wanted to achieve with this series. One, I wanted it to be very memorable for the church. Psalms 23, by mere fact that it's Psalms 23, is already memorable. How many, how many passages of scripture can an actual average Christian recite? Psalm 23 would be one of the top 10, I think. Maybe John 3.16 would be the, the number one. And then, well, I tell you, yeah, Psalm 23 is kind of up there. And so then, we kick off with the series, we emphasize Psalms 23. Everybody remembers when we moved into church, we did Psalms 23. It looked at, hey, what's good? It's got a link into Genesis where really our definition of what's good was where everything went wrong. Like the first sin and the first, like, so it establishes us as sheep who doesn't know what's good. Needing a shepherd. Yep. I think it's a better name than Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I did like that. <laughs> I didn't like that after a while. <laughs> okay, anyway, um, just also, random comments. Because Oh my goodness is O A G. Yeah, yeah. People use it like a curse. Yeah, like a curse word. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then for the first series that everybody sees when they come in, and like, it's probably not. Yeah, so that's why I like it's not a good idea. Yeah, but it doesn't need. Yeah. So anyway, uh, what are your thoughts so far? Just any anything random? We can just hit it in any order. Well, something I was thinking about yeah. when you were talking about, I guess people doing all the good things like that they think is good, mm. and how that relates to serving as well. So like, I guess partly we probably yeah. should talk about. You know, I guess when I say dwell in the house, like what does it mean to actually dwell in the house? Do you just sit there and do nothing, or should you actually serve? Yes, thing. and then the other extreme of that is just because you can serve in everything and everyone wants people. That's right. How do you find the balance and say no? Yes. So a bit more of a practical. Yeah. Good. That's, good. That, that's actually really good. Okay. Yeah, because I think what we'll land on. Let me just write this down. Um, So I think what we'll actually land on is that God is your shepherd. He is your leader and your guide, right? So there are sometimes <coughs> you need to be actually active and doing some things. And then the other time you, you, you need to just lie down. You need to. And so um, it's like my sheep hear my voice. And so if we can train the congregation, if we can train people to go, the Lord is my shepherd. I, at my first port of call is I connect with God. My first port of call is I hear His voice. I go where He leads me. He leads me to the, right? Then when you, when you do a ministry, when you go in that, okay, He wants me to start a ladies ministry. He wants me to go into this, to reach out to the Chinese speaking, whatever, right? When He leads you, it's not out of your own choice of what you think is good, what is bad, what do you... It's because of the Lord. Yeah. I, I think 
the we got to emphasize somehow from mm -hmm. here God's word. Yes. Because a lot of people say the Lord is their shepherd and they hear his voice but they go off engine. Yes. And That's right. They they claim to hear God's, God's voice. Holy this, holy yes. that, and they have the independent spirit. Yes. But actually they they just want to do what they want to do yes. but claim that it's from the Lord. Yes. So there have been some links. Um, I can do a little bit more research. Yeah. There have been some links to rot. So the Bible means standard. Yeah. Like the Bible, right? There have been some links to rod and staff to God's Torah, to, God, to yeah. God's word. Yeah. That's right. So the way that God yeah. guides and he leads yeah. that through is God. through the word of God. That's right. So I think we could also in the green grass yeah. uh, and wa and water can symbolize like his word, the yeah, the food. Yes, that's right. And and water represents his Holy Spirit. Yes, his exactly. Because man shall not live by bread alone. Right. <coughs> that word bread it is synonymous with food. That's yeah. right. And so there's various metaphors for every, but every word. word. Yeah. Of I mean, but basically God's word. Yeah. Like every word from God. Yeah. So I think you're right that we can do with in session two. Yeah. We can talk about how God. <coughs> we're supposed to lie down, like mm. not run past, like sit and like lie down in, or or as Psalms one would say, you know, meditate day and night, or, yeah. or we're supposed to lie down or dwell in God's word. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the Things that the Jewish uh, people do much more than Christians mm. is is focus on the word. Yes, because they are meditating. If you go to Israel, you see oh, them yeah. reciting God's word all the time. And, yeah, yeah, uh, and the Torah. Yeah, you got That's even right. Even though it's it's smaller, the amount oh. is less. Yeah, we have a bigger Bible than. Then. Yeah, we can't even memorize like ten yeah. Bible verses. But they, they, <laughs> their religious people, they are yes, uh, discussing and meditating mm. and praying the, the word, word of God yes. all the time. But I think Christians we uh, we emphasize less mm. on the so-called Torah. Oh yeah, because we also yeah we listen to sermons by other people yes. like. If you, if you talk to the average, like, so I'm going to talk about like the average casual Christian, right? Their idea of God's word is maybe a meme that shows up on Instagram or whatever. Oh, yeah, great. I got my, my meme from God or whatever it is. Or, or, or like their favorite sermon by so-and-so or whatever it is. But that's not actually dwelling in God's word. That means yeah. you, you, you open up a passage. It sits in your head again and again and again the whole day. You repeat it. Yeah. Over and over and over, like that. That's not and what I'm having. That's the key, uh, because the the kids have to memorize the first five books. Yeah, right? yeah. That's a key to their smartness, of and, course, and wisdom, of course. That the Jewish people, I mean, the highest Nobel Prize yeah. winners are Jews, right? Yeah, they are the inventors of many things in the world. And yes. so I even saw a joke where they say boycott Jewish products, you know, the, the Muslims yeah. put out a declaration to boycott Israel. Yeah. And they say, can you really boycott Israel? <laughs> you know? If you boycott yeah. Israel, you, you yeah. won't be able to survive. Yeah, because so many things have come from yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so maybe one idea could be, I'm just thinking aloud, is we get the whole church and maybe even Sunday school and maybe even youth and we memorize Psalms 23. It yeah. can't be that hard to memorize. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we pick one version, not, maybe not my Hebrew transliterated version. We just pick a standard version of yeah. Psalms 23, right? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me to whatever. The, the standard, we pick one standard version and then we all as a church just go, hey, it's a month and it's October, November. It's already easy to memorize because most people have some idea of what Psalm 23 is about. And 
it's good because it reframes us what is good. So what's good? What's good? What's good? God is good. God, He's the one who leads me and guides me. I, I'm like a sheep. I'm pretty dumb. Yeah. And then me turning around and asking other sheep for their review is also not a good idea because wholesale sheep can lead each other astray. astray. Wholesale. That could just happen. God and His Word is good. Yeah. Yeah. Not just God. Not just God. God and His, word. His yeah. word. Yeah. I, I see recurring in this passage. Yes. Uh, God, I mean the Lord, you know, and then the Holy Spirit is mentioned in the anointing. Yep. In, in oil. Yep. You know, and, uh, and, and shepherd being the Lord. The good father of the past. Yes. Yeah. So I think the Trinity is pretty much reflected. Yes, I think so. In, in this passage. Yeah, it is. So I think the one thing where it doesn't <coughs> hit it exactly for me, so the one hole I guess is that this is very much a personal psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. He is, I shall not want. He leads me. Right. It's not a church. It's not a ecclesiological psalm. So where it's kind of missing is that l- well, community. Yeah. So that's right. So we have to do this thing where we dwell in the house of the Lord. Yeah. Um, I think um, you're gonna hear me say a lot that sheep aren't alone. Yeah. Like just no, no shepherd has one sheep. Well, clearly in view is a flock. Yeah. Clearly in view is that the shepherd is leading his sheep plural yeah so but it 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 is if i'm being very honest i think it's a personal sound it's a sound that david writes for himself yeah uh that says look i'm in a really bad place he's i think if you did different versions of when he writes the psalm but basically he's in a bad place in his life he's either running away from Saul he's you know he's in one and so he's trying to encourage himself he's trying to encourage himself God I may have lost everything I may have lost everything but God is my shepherd I I shall not want I I may not have the throne I may not have the thing I may not have all these things but God is God is what I need and I think there's a we lose that as Asians living in Melbourne, yeah. we will lose that because we think that how can I be satisfied if I didn't get the job that I wanted and I didn't get the girl that I wanted and I didn't end up getting the house that I wanted. I lost the bid for the thing and I like... And so Psalm 23 is that Psalm that gets written when life doesn't go as we expected. Because all we need is God. Because the guy with a lot of stuff, the guy with the rich mansion and all that, he also needs God. That's why you have all these people committing suicide and they're all terrible. <coughs> and they're way richer than us. Way richer. Because you know what? They think they picked something good. But they haven't. Because what they need is a savior. Yeah. So those are the recurring beats of this, uh, Psalm 23. Pekka. James Packer. Oh yeah. He he has uh, depression. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, he's quit from a while school. ago. He's been he's quit a while ago. He's been in and out of rehab. Split from his wife. He wants to get back with his wife. Wife won't have anything to do with him. <laughs> his life is a mess. It's a mess. Even though he has billions of dollars. Yeah. He has everything he needs. Mm. A yacht and everything. Yeah. 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 So what is it that we really want in life, right? Yeah. So the, I think this has got a good shot for our church to help us evaluate what's good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't know what the title yet. At the moment, it's sitting at, so what's good? <laughs> hey, so what's good? Like, 
I'm thinking of that because that's what people ask all the time. Like, you've just arrived in the suburb. Hey, what's good? What's good, right? Like, you land at a food court. Hey, what's good? Yeah. My friend says that, and it means what's up. Hmm? So what's good, man? <laughs> and it means what's up. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah. It's actually yeah. like the language. It's like what's up. Yeah. Oh. So is it confusing then? Not for not for an Asian church. <laughs> he's, a, he's an African guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So then we can have a brief chat about um, theming and stuff, I guess. But uh, so I'm kind of thinking in theming t- terms, maybe. Um, so our stage. This is the first time we're going to have a stage design. I think we're going to leave it there for two months. Right, um, I think we shouldn't double up. So the picture that we show on the big screen shouldn't be the same picture that we try to recreate on our stage. So if we do like a table on grass on the stage, then on the screen, it shouldn't be a table with grass. That looks a little bit weird, I think. Yes. It's kind of like, and I know you mentioned that you know, there's a lot of launches today. Mm. So, I, I guess the example you use have to also be, uh, I know you mentioned the sheep, I always would be other sheep, but I think that find a lot of personal examples mm. today, like, I think it's exciting for you to cross as a whole church, whether it's mm. for us as a church, I think getting there. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think we, we, we use, yeah, for me, uh, it has to hit the, the, the whole church, I know, somehow. that's the biggest yeah, one. Yeah. I tell you, you nailed what my biggest discomfort with this series is that it, it's n- like it, <coughs> the series it's replacing is called Household of Faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That has a whole church connotation. Yeah, yeah, that's how I think it is. Yeah. This is our, this is our that's right. Coming into the building. That's yeah. right. That's right. Because I was nearly going to name the series based on the exegesis of Psalms 23. I was nearly going to name the series, What's Good For You? And I thought, oh, that makes it all about you. It makes it all about that. So I, I thought, forget it. We're not going to say, what's good for you? We're going to say, so what's good? But you, I think you identified what my biggest discomfort with the whole series is, is that it's quite a personal series because it's a personal psalm by David. I can't make it exegete something that it's not. Well, I, I think the only part is the last verse where it's. That's right. Uh, the dwell in God's house. Because God is good, we want to dwell in the house of God. Yes. Mm. Yes. That's right. So maybe another way we could tackle it, and just the thought just came into my head while you were saying, is we respond as a church. That means we are one, right? So, hey, this is the new future for us at FGA. Us as a church, we want to say God is all we want. We may not have gotten all the TV screens that we have got when we move in. Maybe we didn't get the, the kids' room that we want, right? But we'll still be okay as a church. We're still like, yeah. that, that means as a church, we want to lie down. As a church, we want to lie down yeah. with the green pastures and by the still waters. As a church, it's surrounded by opposition around us in Box Hill. We want to be that feast, that good feasting table that you could come to. Mm. Then, then, so then, refuge. yeah, they, that refuge. So yeah. then we take on the individual. I mean, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think you have to take that level, I think. Yeah. Within the, within the thing itself, because yeah. if not, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it misses the kind of mark as far as everyone. Yeah, I know. But that's good. Thanks for triggering that, actually. I only just thought it's good. The whole church, the individual. And I think it's okay. for our mindset as I think people can make that jump that all of FJ is one. Like we are, we are like, because yeah. we have a community mindset anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like this is FGA. It's our own place that like we're coming in. <coughs> and so we are the sheep. Yeah, yeah. We're that sheep. And God is the shepherd of FGA. Yeah. FGA shall not yeah. want. FGA will go with the green pastures. FGA will go, right, like that. Yeah, so I think 
if we take that yeah, angle, maybe. Can, if we kind of, yeah, make it a, a little bit more focus, I guess. But you're right in saying, I think, at the start that, yeah, as you read the psalm, we all read the psalm, and we go, oh, yes, it's so good for us, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's all automatically by, you know, just from oh, yeah. Sunday school growing up, you just, you know, it is. It's a per. Yeah. It's a personal sound. What are you gonna do? It's, it's a personal sound. I'll pick something else. But no, yeah. no, 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 no. Um. Hey, I sometimes yes. hear this this one where um, the shepherd with the rod and the staff, like they break the leg. Is that that's uh, that's a myth, right? Break the leg. The, so what why would the shepherd break the sheep's leg? No, it's got to move. So, so the reason why, and you get that, you then get a picture of the shepherd carrying the sheep. Yeah. It's apparently because the the shepherd breaks the sheep's leg, the one that strays, so that the sheep will always stay close to the shepherd. No. I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I've never heard it. Yeah, I, I think some preacher said it a while ago. That's why that's why I'm bringing it up because I'm pretty sure it's not right. I mean, there's a lot of met- So shepherd is actually a very big metaphor in the Bible. So the good shepherd lays his own life down for the sheep. There's a whole range of things that we can pull in into this series around God is a good shepherd. Um, but yeah. the shepherd metaphor, uh, it, it, it links to both individual sheep as well as to the whole flock. Oh, of course. You know I mean? yeah. The shepherd is a shepherd to the individual sheep. The individual sheep feels that he's my shepherd, but the whole flock also feels that, that the shepherd is that's for right. the whole yes. flock. That's it's, right. It's not just individualistic. Yeah. The trouble with Christians is they tend to be too individualistic. Individualistic. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But it's in the context of the flock. I think it's in the context of the flock. Absolutely. <coughs> um, yeah. So anyway, that's... Um, I mean, we'll, I'm pretty... I've got a list of 10 books to read while I'm away. So um, I'm sure like it will... It'll... Yeah, we're like so much time. We're like on a plane for hours and hours. Man just watches movies and then like, so it's okay. I'll just down some books, right? <laughs> um, I, I'm a bit more worried about Revelation, actually. If I'm honest. Anyway, uh, we'll wrap this thing up and then we can talk a little bit about. Okay, so any other comments first before I. Just as a rough thing so that we can kick off some so kind of design. We can... The handover is when... Yeah, okay. So, nothing else about Sound 23, and then I'm going to stop the recording. All right, great. Thank you very much for listening.